Hello and welcome to another episode of Musing Marauders, a traders podcast. Uh, I am your host Alejandro here with my wonderful co-hosts Mikey and Matt. Say hello, Mikey and Matt. Hello. Hello, Mikey and Matt. <laughs> Clever. Uh, how is everyone doing today? How did peep everyone enjoy last week's episode? I'm doing okay. I have a little bit of a cold, just so if anyone hears, you know, sniffles, um, that's me. Uh, I enjoyed this episode. I thought it um, moved quite nicely. Um, You guys are jerks and you wouldn't watch it right when it came out. And all I wanted to do was like text with y'all, but you were just not not supportive podcast co-hosts, in my opinion. Wow. Shots fired. First off, I thought it came out on Fridays. So when you were like, it's getting down to watch, I was like, oh, I we I don't remember what we had to do, but we were doing something. Like, it wasn't like we had the ability. We're like, no, not feeling it. Well, to answer your question, though, I enjoyed my watch quite a bit. You were there watching it with me. Um, I have said it, I think, every week. I love this show. It's, it's so, so enjoyable. Epic. Although that that like who got poisoned thing on the funeral procession made no sense. I don't understand the stakes of it. Save it all. for later. We'll get there. We'll get there. Why? Let's get to there now. Uh, well, I want to start off with thank the Lord that little baby Bergy is still alive. My little baby <laughs> Bergy boy. He wasn't poisoned. And... And Mikey and Matt, both of you called it one of the Love Islanders got poisoned. And I'm so glad it wasn't Bergy. He lives to breathe another day. Only because he wasn't who Parvati went to. (laughs) And kudos to her because she did that so seamlessly. And first of all, I think this poison cup thing is such a good addition Because like we talked about last time, this show makes you feel like it's a bit like the mole, except in the mole, they're trying to sabotage the missions and that Mm -hmm, benefits mm -hmm. them where that wouldn't benefit them here until this one today. But we could talk. We'll talk about it in a minute. But I loved this thing where like they had to do something that would make them look suspicious. But Parvati did it so well and so casually. No one noticed her do it. And you even see that Dan her fellow traitor who was sitting right next to her. Literally beside her. Did not even notice that she got it done. So like huge kudos to Parvati. The only one I think I'm going to give her this one because I think she made some big mistakes this episode. Oh, you think so? Yes, I do. I think she made a huge miscalculation. It's getting into the whole thing of the gamers, as the housewives like to call them, versus the housewives. Well, they all, I said this on the podcast, they (laughs) underestimated Phaedra. And now Phaedra has been activated. And that's why I'm saying I think Parvati made a a huge misstep this episode. I love the idea that Phaedra was just like the sleeper agent. And then the moment you cross (laughs) her, she's activated. (laughs) I'm here. I was playing fair. And now the war is on. You and I have very different reads on this situation, Mikey. I think Phaedra is vastly underestimating Parvati. We can, I mean, do we want to just get into this now? I feel like we have thoughts on it. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about it. Because this is on the top of our heads right now. So yeah. Clearly the thing we are talking about is Parvati calling out the house wives i think parvati made what could be interpreted as an obvious uh realization that with the number of housewives remaining one of the traders is almost certainly a housewife she absolutely did that to put phaedra on people's radar Mm -hmm. and i think that's 
a good thing. I think she's 100% right that Phaedra is the person that no one is assuming is a traitor right now. This season is differing from last season. And that last season, Sari was just calling the shots. And that set Sari up to take the game. This time you have Phaedra, Dan, and Parvati are all thinking about them being a solo winner at the end of this game. Mm -hmm. And I think Parvati sees that. And Parvati is not going to hand the game to Phaedra. I think she knew Phaedra would eventually throw her under the bus. And I think Parvati just took the first shot. I just think Parvati has now put a huge target on her back. I don't see a target on Phaedra's back. I don't. I don't think Phaedra is the next housewife that the gamers go for. But I could see a world where Phaedra is able to get enough people on her side and they are able to get Parvati out. Phaedra is a sly fox. She's been one on Housewives. I'm pretty sure she's been one in real life. I just think this move was too loud. She did it mm-hmm. too big. She went too big. And maybe I'm wrong. I could totally be wrong. And I am like, I am the Housewives fan here. So yeah. I think she could have done this a bit more sly where she could have slowly started to tell people like, listen, I think we should be looking at the Housewives. But to sit at that table and to declare it in front of Phaedra. And also Phaedra's already annoyed with her because she's pretty sure that she was going to head for Sheree in with the cup first. But yeah. then she went for Ek and Sue. And as far as Phaedra's concerned, she did that on purpose as well because that's who Phaedra voted for in the last one. So now Phaedra's saying, okay, I see that you are straight up coming for me. Do you know what I mean? Where the other thing, too, is that she could have said, I was going for Larza. I thought Larza was an easy target to like get to pivot. But instead, she her calling out all of the housewives. I just think Phaedra now is like, she's never going to leave her alone. Phaedra's going to be on poverty like a hawk. I think that Phaedra's just overreacting. I can see how it can be interpreted. And then I see why poverty would kind of be trying to take a shot at Phaedra. But the housewives are already thinking that one of the traders has to be a man. So it's a, a man. So it's a numbers game. So for then... Harvey to be like, well, if it's a numbers game with that, then we can apply that to the housewives because they're a large group as well. Mm-hmm. It's a valid conversation. If Harvey could have pled the case, it's like, I was just trying to put the attention on Larsa. Like, give the attention to But why to not her. say Larsa? That's, my, that's what I'm saying, though, is like, when you call out no one, Phaedra has never once said that it's like, we need to go for these gamers. We've never heard her say that, right? Mm-hmm. And the fact that Harvey sat up there and said, We need to go for the housewives. That is calling out Phaedra because it's calling out Phaedra's group. I mean, it's a little bit of the Goldilocks effects here because we have Dan, who's not saying enough. Parvati, who's I think is being way too loud. And Phaedra's kind of playing it just right. She's being loud when she's, you know, pissed at Parvati in the corner. Yeah. But I I think this was too big, too loud. And I I just I think Parvati's days are numbered. (laughs) I think this is a really smart move by Parvati and is intentionally set up to give Phaedra just enough rope to hang herself with. And here's why. She never mentioned Phaedra. Phaedra is now going to turn around and start getting people to target Parvati. I 100% agree with that. But she has nothing to point to saying Parvati's targeting her. So I do think Parvati set up a situation where the only way Phaedra could know Parvati is targeting Phaedra is with evidence only the traitor would know, 
why is it so dangerous for Ek and Sue to go out for Phaedra? Because Phaedra voted for her, but that doesn't matter if Phaedra's not a traitor. Why does it matter that one of the housewives is a traitor to Phaedra if Phaedra's not a traitor? All of this sets up a place where Phaedra is going to be paranoid and thinking that she's being targeted, which she is, but can't actually express it. She's just going to be saying, we need to get Parvati out. Now, I do hear what you're saying, Mikey, that she's super sneaky and will find a way to do it. And that could be a miscalculation on Parvati's part. But I do think it's set her up to put Phaedra in a very tricky position where she can't directly point in any way that Parvati is targeting her. All Phaedra has to do is look at the housewives. The only thing she has to say, also too, you're giving these people a lot of credit that they need. Oh, 100%. Like really hardcore 100%. evidence. Yeah. I think it's very easy to just do, to just make the play of Parvati is trying to deflect. That's all she has to say. Mm. Parvati's deflecting. That's why she's really pushing on the housewives. And she could even go the route if she really wanted, thought that people needed more. Like, she knew that we were looking at CT and she was trying to get it on to us. But why was she the one being so loud? Why is she so worried about us going for that gamer group when she's one of the key gamers? Like, she doesn't have to work that hard. Listen, Phaedra's also the person, too, that she could lie low for a couple weeks. You know, she gave her the business and then she could be like, listen, I'm, but I'm like watching you. And I think that's the bigger thing is that poverty has been able to maneuver through this house slash weird set pretty freely. Like no one's really been eyeing her. And I think now Phaedra is not going to leave her alone. I think Phaedra is going yeah. to just be be on her like a hawk. I don't know. I I think this was, again, I'll say it until I'm blue in the face. I just think this was too loud. Like the one thing this cast harps on is people who don't talk enough and who speak too much. <laughs> like mm -hmm. when you make a bold move like that, it's not like Survivor. Like when you make a bold move like that in uh, at the round table, it doesn't usually benefit you. <laughs> Like, it usually just puts a target on your back. And also, too, let's not forget, we have another Bravo person entering back in the house at some point. Yes, we do. I will say, though, uh, there are two sets of different groups in the houses. And I think someone mentioned that they're basically alliances. You have the gamers mm -hmm. all working together. And then you have the housewives. Like, I don't see it as a bad move on Parvati's part. It allows her to come off as a faithful. I think Phaedra is overreacting she has every right to be like oh i felt as if that was a target because of that call out i think the major overreaction came from when she was like you killed ekansu and i was the one who voted for her that doesn't matter people aren't going to put those two things together i think that's like a moot point that that isn't going to point a finger back at phaedra can't believe that i'm sticking up for phaedra this much because <laughs> she is not the best person and also too to your credit did she overreact maybe but she overreacted in private with just true. the three yeah, that's of true. them. True. Like she did not overreact in front of the faithfuls because, gosh, that woman has self-awareness in spades. I don't think she was as bothered about the Ek and Sue thing at first. I think she bought what Parvati was saying. But then when she started lining these other things up, I think that's when she was like, okay, now I feel like this is all intentional. And I think that is incredibly valid and incredibly yeah. human response. Like if someone does one thing to you and they're like, I'm so sorry, that was just kind of circumstantial. But then you start lining up with all these other things. You're like, 
Well, now I don't know if that was circumstantial. Now I think you're just trying to piss me off. So, I well, I think Phaedra responded the way that Phaedra responds. This is just real housewives response. Like, if we're going to say Peppermint was just being a, yeah, yeah, yeah. a drag queen, we have to say Phaedra's just being a real housewife. <laughs> um, oh, my God. One of my favorite lines of the whole show, though, is when someone called out the housewives being like, well, y'all can act, too. You do it all the time. I don't remember who was like, we're not acting. We're just living our lives. I know, we're just living our lives. Um, <laughs> uh, which, listen, we've seen some of them act. When they say they can't act, they're not lying. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who is Kevin, by the way? Is he an act? Like, who is Kevin? So Kevin is from Bling Empire, which was a reality show on Netflix. It's about rich, rich people. Asians. Well, they're all Asian. They're all oh, okay. Asian descent. I have not watched it. I don't find that Netflix produces the best reality, but that's a topic for another day. Um, but I, his profession, though, is he is an actor. Oh, okay. So he doesn't come from a television show, like a, a scripted TV show. He just happens to be on a reality show and he is an actor. Who eats with his mouth open? We mentioned trying to do a public assassination gives the traitors something to do that people can be uh, suspicious about. So because of that, we go to the round table and that actively gives us something that the faithful are looking for. They're like... Okay, we know they did a public execution. What are the things that we remember from last night that can kind of help guide us to think that this was someone trying to poison someone? It still feels like you're grasping at straws, but at least there's something tangible rather than you're just guessing. And Janelle says that it's Larza because she did a toast to Marcus. And Larza said, and she said, I just think you're weird. And then Larza looked back at her and said, I think you're selfish and weird. (laughs) (laughs) Everything got so personal. It felt like an episode of Housewives. Well, it was very it was very housewife driven because yes. listen, that lady gang, they heard people were coming at them and they got hot. They got hated. Mm, that lady gang. I feel like the people who play Survivor at the end of the day, now they might not like each other, but at least for the camera, it's this isn't personal. This is a game. We're moving on. And I feel like Housewives is all personal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. And Tamra, we found out throughout this episode, hates Kevin. Understandably, I hate people who chew with their mouth open as well. I am sorry. It is a bad habit and I don't like it. Shut your mouth. It's a terrible habit, but also the way he eats with his mouth open. It is like chompy and it is open. I'm pretty sure there's particles flying out. It's not sanitary. And there's someone also <laughs> made a, a comment on like he like he was like all the food's gone and someone was like, you ate it all. Like, I guess I guess he really likes to eat like people are noticing he has, he has some very specific eating habits. <laughs> it's rubbing people the wrong way. He was saying he wasn't poisoned because he didn't drink any alcohol. And then someone was like, well, it's because you were so full from eating. And then we got a cut to him being like, I ate this. I ate this. I ate this. He's like, yeah, I ate a lot of food. Um, I love John had a confessional or he was talking to another player. He's like, I think it's Kevin because I think Kevin is just putting on an act. And this isn't who he really is. Which if you look at what he was saying in context, he was saying he doesn't believe uh, Kevin could be as dumb as he's acting. It was amazing. Like, Kevin's just living his life, and everyone is like, you're either a traitor or an absolute idiot. (laughs) Another person that I am not defending, I just think she had a good point here, even though it was wrong. Larsa's point of like, hey, 
they keep voting off these really alpha males, I think it's a there's a guy, a big strong guy in that trader group that's picking them off because he doesn't see that we need them. He's not seeing them as something that's needed. They are so close to Dan. Um, so Dan's probably thrilled that Parvati was loud and proud today. <laughs> I don't think it makes sense, their reasoning, why someone would want to get rid of all of the alpha males. You want people who will do well in the challenges to help get you money. Trying to get rid of the alpha males doesn't really matter. The people who got either uh, killed or voted out weren't because they were alpha males. It was because they were smart. They were level-headed, thinking oh. clearly about things. Well, Lars is not correct. No, yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Like, she's not correct. But I think what she was saying with CT was she was saying he wants to get them out first because he knows he can. He knows he can get them out first and that he can carry a team. Well, there's an ego thing there, too, I think. I, th- I think that Larza picked up on. Yeah. I, she's not correct. Oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the reason why I, I liked it was because it just felt a little bit more rooted in something. <laughs> Pass have been based on nothing. Yeah. Like, it's been based on, <laughs> I could I could hear. I have great hearing, which I was also Larsa. I have great hearing, and I just heard. <laughs> but, like, at least this felt rooted in something. Yeah. Dan also mansplains a lot. Have you guys noticed that? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. Like in his confessionals, it does feel like I'm like he's explaining to me everything a little too much. I know how this game works, Dan. I don't I got it. I'm a hundred percent sure that is the producers telling him explain XYZ of why you did that. But he's sure. The, he's the <laughs> only one though that does it to to the point where I'm like, okay, no, I got it. Like I don't know. I've just been noticing, like, every time he's on in his confessionals, I'm like, you really annoy me. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see what happens now that Larsa is gone. Because, Mikey, when you were explaining, like, all these past calls, it really is Larsa who's been kind of setting up the reasoning for everyone. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if that means they're going to get smarter about who they're voting out or if it's going to be just as scattershot my my guess is the latter but it'll be interesting um can i draw our attention because we haven't we've teased it but we haven't said it so the we saw last week an ad for the traders that seems to concretely show kate from last season is coming back and I am so excited. I thought she was going to be on this episode. I think the producers had the exact same thought that I did, which was the show was so good last year, um, but with a subpar cast. Kyle Cook from Summer House. I love Summer House. And that's a B-list Bravo celebrity. Like, we got some B-listers. <laughs> and so I think the producers were like, oh, like, this was such a good success. And now we're going to have this next season. And, like, look at this all-star cast we're getting. It's such a shame that Kate was in the first season. I think the casting directors who got an Emmy Award for casting of the first season of The Traders would disagree with you. I don't think it was for lack of trying. It was a <laughs> no, first no, no. season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a first season of a show. No, like, I 100% agree. And they also, too, were doing this, like, half normal, half, yeah. you know, I, I loved last season. That's why we're all here. Yeah, it's a success of the first season why they were able to get such a good cast for this second season. Wait, wait. Also, she's not the only one coming into the house. Yeah. What? No, there's a the preview. Unless I dreamt it. I'm pregnant and we have weird dreams, so maybe I dreamt it. 
No, and you know who I think it is? I think it's Dr. Nick from the second season of Big Brother. I swear, y'all, I think this is who it is. Matt, we watched season two of Big Brother. Maybe you were really little. Season two of Big Brother was in like 1942, but it was so long ago. I swear I saw this. I'm going to look this up because I I swear it was like, and they, someone was like, that's Kate. And then they were like, and who's that? And someone was like, is that Dr. Nick? And then they showed gray hair and all because again 1942 he was like sitting in a throne in the tartan but hold on please pause i'm gonna look this up is his real name will kirby dr will i don't know who dr nick is i made up dr nick dr (laughs) will i'm so sorry there is a dr nick who is on season 15 of big brother and you kept referring to this person as old and i was like he seems like he's in his 30s i found the deadline article the trader season two adds uh below decks kate chastain to the cast and big brother's dr will kirby to guest star Wow, he's 51 now. That's crazy. Don't talk about age because I'll bring up MJ. The internet knows how old MJ is, but MJ does not want people to know how old she is. Wait, how old is MJ? <laughs> MJ is, I don't want to say. I Like, you can look it up. Like, <laughs> like you can look just it up. But I, like, it. I just really, Google like, it. I don't, like, just Google it. Like, she's, first of all, she looks fantastic. Yes. <laughs> she looks so good. But I looked it up and I was like, oh, geez, I had, I never would have guessed. Also, if you're looking it up, Matt, you can't say on the air. Why? I'm 100% going to. How old is she? No, don't. That's the thing now. <laughs> we can't. We don't want to get the Shaws of Sunset coming after us. I would love the Shaws of Sunset to come after us. <laughs> oh, yeah. she's 51. She's not that old. I was expecting this woman to be like 89 years old. <laughs> <laughs> like... But I don't think she looks... I think she looks like she's like 41. Like, I don't yeah. think she looks... 51 like I don't mean this in a bad way I think she looks around her age I, th- I I also think 51 looks a lot younger than it did 30 years ago like I yeah actually anyway I am putting that in there because y'all built it up like she was going to be 97 oh um, I didn't know the age <laughs> I liked the aura of the mystery and the idea of like well we can't say now so I was like yes let's live for it speaking of MJ though MJ last week was dead set that Dan was the traitor and they just dropped it it was, that was Larza. And I, I don't understand I'm telling you right now. why. Larza. That's Larza. Larza was the one leading that, and Larza was leading that Bravo brigade. I mean, once she said CT, which I don't want CT to go. I love I love CT. But y'all went in saying you were going to vote for CT. You got to follow through. Yeah. Like, that did not look good on Larza when she was the only person that wrote CT's mm-hmm. name down. Yeah, no, I 100% think that they could have gotten more votes on Dan. Also, too, Dan has not once mentioned the fact that Parvati wrote a D and then crossed it out. Yep. <laughs> not once mentioned it. Oh, also, can we talk about how Phaedra put Kelvin down instead of Kevin? <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was out of spite or not, but I was like, girl, how do you not know how to spell Kevin? That gives such the aura of like, I didn't even bother to learn your name. <laughs> like that's Well, he didn't bother to know what show people were from, so You know what the key is for these two groups now is gonna be is it's gonna be getting those people that don't actually fall into those two subgroups. Mm-hmm. And that's Bergy. I think he's easily swayed. The Lord of Hobbiton, who I think has a crush on um, Tamra. Oh. I, I think he has a crush on anyone that gives him attention. I think he could be swayed to join the the ladies of the housewives. I'm sure he'd be thrilled to join the ladies of the oh, housewives. Yes. Peter, Kevin, Bergie, and John. I think that if either of these 
fractions put more energy into recruiting those folks, I think they could have a more winning strategy. It seems like they wait until the last minute to like make a decision on who they're It sounds for. like it, yeah. But we also have now Sandra going on full survivor mode where she was like, I'm going to infiltrate the housewives, but I'm really with the gamers right now. So it's like, I'm going to get the information. I'm going to say this. And it's going to sound real bitchy. And I want you to know that like I, Sandra does annoy me, but I would never treat her like less than. But can I tell you that every single one of those housewives did not even know that Sandra was hanging around? Dead Love ass. It. Love it. Dead no, ass. Yes. They, that's why you didn't have anyone react when she voted for Larsa. Not one of them was like, what? Yeah. You? <laughs> I, think, I don't think she infiltrated the way she thought they were. I yeah. mean, she infiltrated as much as Janelle did. Larsa was not being secret about it. Oh, so it was like, yeah. we think it's a big guy. We think it's E.T. <laughs> they all like, and then they kept going. Well, when they went to the wall. Because again... They have to remember who people are <laughs> because most of these people are not worth their time. So, yeah, I Sandra, she's not annoying me as much as she normally does, but I don't also think she's doing a ton. No, I was going to say she's not doing a lot one to merit screen time that often, aside from like confessionals. Parvati is way better social manipulator than her in these games, but also Parvati is a traitor. So we're getting more of her screen time, which I am perfectly a-okay with. Wasn't Sandra part of like the instigating thing though of putting Larsa forward as the vote? I think it was Janelle. Yeah, Janelle's I, I... the one who went but and I and I think uh Sandra was happy to go along with that. Yeah. Oh, okay. They don't show us a ton. Like whereas this season on Survivor we got a lot of like discussion mm-hmm. on who to vote for. It, yeah. Again, we're going back to the Goldilocks, like we had way too much on Survivor and now we're getting way too little on the traders. I could definitely see a world in which Sandra did probably say cut the head off the snake which I think was what Larza was saying but they were kind of doing the same thing I really really liked that someone said when she was like why would I vote off my boyfriend and someone was like why wouldn't you that's the perfect cover like exactly that is the that is the power of deduction I need you all to be making it's wrong but like (laughs) (laughs) it was wrong but I like it yes but yeah I don't I think that was Janelle I'm also like Janelle is moving the story along um, or she's moving the game along, but I could also do without her. I hope she leaves soon. (laughs) I don't know what else to say. Don't like her. (laughs) Let's go back because we brushed over it just like this episode did, but Deontay left the game. I think his poor little heart just couldn't take the stress of this game anymore, honestly. You beat the shit out of people for a living. Like, you physically beat the shit out of people. Like, I... God bless him. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. (laughs) I I don't understand. Well, could you imagine him at that round table once things started getting personal? And you're like... He was a bit, I, 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 it's a fun thought experiment to be like, what would he have done? How would he have responded to the housewives being housewives? It honestly might have made things easier for him if it just turned into like a you're mean and I don't like you. Because then at least it's more of like not, then it's not a, I think you're a traitorous person. You know, because that this this show does do that sometimes. Yeah. It also, too, he really didn't like the gang up on people. And then he led a gang up on Max. Again, I'm just like, when you enter the boxing ring, you know the person on the other side is entering with the same understanding of what's about to happen. 
why he didn't have that, like, everyone entered this house with the same understanding of the game we're about to play. It's okay, dude. It's okay. I need someone to explain to me the point of the funeral procession challenge. It made absolutely no fucking sense because they could all just talk to each other, figure out the answer. The only guessing came at the end and it just had to be like, who do we think got poisoned? Even though they have no real reasoning how or why someone would have been. The questions were too easy. Yeah. The questions were too easy. Way too easy. One of the questions was like, the person, these were the people on the red team. They were safe. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. None of it had any point. Like at the (laughs) end, it was still, there's three coffins it yeah. made no sense. Just don't let them talk also. Or when you go up, you have to like pick two people that can answer the question. Like that's how you make that harder. Also too, with this bunch of Looney Tunes, like everyone would end up being in a coffin. No one would be able to put a rose down. <laughs> so they'd be like, you lose. <laughs> There's so many things that they could have done to just make this a bit harder. It was more about the theatrics, I think. Has anyone seen any of the other traitors? Do the hosts dress dramatically or is it just Alan Cumming? Does anyone know? Well, Alan Cumming is the host of the UK version as well, so. No, he's not. Oh, he's just the host of US? It's just UK and Australia. He's not the host of either of those. And I always have this thought. I'm like, well, how did you watch the first season and not tell those other two hosts? Like, so sorry, you're out of a job. Yeah. (laughs) And like, Uh, Alan Cumming is now the Traders Australia host just wears a regular suit. It looks like a nice suit. Traders UK. Is a woman? Oh, yes. And she also just kind of wears a suit. I love it. New head cannon. Alan Cummings said, I will only do this show if I get an X amount costume budget per episode. I pick out my outfits and no one gets to tell me no. And I think he is nailing it. Because yeah, every no, he's, look. Yeah. It's the looks and the camp that he brings yes. to this as well. Like, yes. it's just... We didn't even talk on our first episode about Alan Cumming sitting in that field in his leather wings. <gasps> oh, my God. Chair, oh, yes. Making one-liners. I... This man... And I'm going to pull the image up in when I turn this into a short. Th- we are blessed to have this man. Uh, I don't have anything funny to say. I just love him. He also loves dogs. He has a dog charity he loves dogs don't know how the producers of the other two shows don't watch this version and say it's not that we have to find someone who can do that we just need alan coming especially the the uk version is filmed in the same place isn't it it? yeah it's the same castle yes they just do it back to back months and like alan coming just stays there for two months (laughs) (laughs) well again they stay at the airport hotel but (laughs) What else happened in this episode? Oh, we found out Ekansu dies and everyone was like, oh my gosh. When they talk about the murder, it's like she can't think of anything. And then she's like, I always have a good, like, I can like suss someone out. And I'm like, girl, how can you suss someone out? I'm really good at identifying when someone's lying to me. (laughs) And I just think that I'm really good asset to the game. And I'm going to be able to suss out who did the poisoning. (laughs) I'm like, girl... No, you're I'm not. Like, Parvati handed you a rusted old cup and you took that swig so fast. Well, apparently she took a swig and then laughed and it spat up everywhere. When they, everyone was talking about, did anyone take a drink? Exactly. Never was like, oh, wait. <laughs> I told well, Matt this, I'll, but I think what happened was, was that she was far enough into drinking where she, after like five minutes, she just assumed it was her own cup. She was like, yeah, Parvati didn't give me this. I've been drinking this. Yeah. Yeah. 
probably. Like, girl. Just proves how well Parvati did in delivering the poison. Oh, that was fantastic. Best choice that Dan and and, uh, Phaedra made was just letting Parvati run with that. uh, Because Dan can't read anyway, so... That's why he didn't read any of the questions out loud. There you go. Have we ever, we're turning the Leah Michelle conspiracy into a Dan conspiracy. Have we ever seen him read anything? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure he's Great. the one who wrote down like names and stuff when they have to. But have you seen the handwriting on that thing? Have you seen the handwriting of those names? Did we see him writing it down or did we see a hand model and then we zoomed out and we just see Dan there? I don't know if we've seen Dan write. <laughs> Dan has to write down a name at every round table <laughs> to, to oh, vote for someone. That's true. But does that he ever true. go first? And is he always voting with the He's person next to him? <laughs> He's cheating. I'm, oh. I'm going to scour this now. If it is true that Dan is always voting the same as the person next to him, I am going to start a Leah Michelle theory that Dan can't read. And I'm going to put this on and we're going to go viral and it's going to be great. What's going to happen when the two people next to him write his name down? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, just write then his own name clearly down, our theory is done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else to discuss about in this episode? A good thing we should maybe close out on is how the episode ended with the beef between Phaedra and Parvati. Because, Mikey, you know Phaedra's personality from Housewives. Like, you're best friends. Um, I <laughs> have never seen an episode of Housewives in my life. So when Phaedra switched over to, like, what I am now going to be calling, like, Housewife Phaedra, it was intense. Like, just... Full on out. Everyone hates you, Parvati. No one wants you. Oh my God. She says everyone thinks you're the fucking traitor. Yeah. Now it's Phaedra. Is that based in any truth whatsoever? No, I assume not. not. Probably not. But she did say we could play this together or we could not. I I don't even think that that's like classic housewife chat. That is classic Atlanta housewives of like giving the ultimatum of like, hey, you want to do this, that's on you. You have to make the choice now. Are we in this? Are we going to be traitors together? Are we going to try to get as far as we can, work together to get as much money as we can, or do you want to play it this way? I I think that one thing Phaedra has going for her, too, is there has been heat on Dan, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now after this, you can't tell me you don't think there's not going to be any heat on poverty. Unless Phaedra builds it up. But all the housewives are going to be pissed at Parvati for getting Lars out. But she wasn't the one who brought up Larza to begin with. It was uh, Janelle. But Parvati's the one that came in with and, the and like. And said the housewife we, it ha- And said I mean, it yeah. has to be a housewife. I think that there's going to be heat. I think you're definitely right. I do think Parvati's going to get some heat. Like, I, I don't think there's any way to say she's not going to get some heat for this. Yeah. I'm trying to think because, like, I know the Bravo celebrities that kind of know each other. And I'm just trying to think if Kate. Kate has more of a relationship honestly with the I think she knows some of the New York ladies which we don't have any of them I just don't know if she has an existing relationship with any of them not that that matters I mean they could they all go to BravoCon too so they all meet up there oh yeah 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 um yeah so I don't know I think Kate Kate's a Kate's a huge like she could be a big shift in the game Mm -hmm. when she comes back yeah I also 
because uh, Parvati's name was such a big thing for you uh, previously, Mikey, my favorite reading of her name came from this episode at that round table from Phaedra going, Parvati. <laughs> it's like, don't you start well, that. Parvati. <laughs> she wanted to make sure she said it right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, remember, we I talked about earlier, like, Phaedra knows Parvati's name, and she wants to make sure that she knows she knows her name. Two points I want to make. I feel like the real question is going to be, because Dan and Parvati have already mentioned trying to push Phaedra forward as trying yeah. to expose her slightly as a traitor. It'll be interesting to see if this... Um, ultimatum from Phaedra basically is going to make them push harder or back off. Second point, if they're introducing new players, they're going to Mm. have to add a traitor because otherwise Mm. you know that those players are not traitors, which I think could actually break the game. Oh yeah. And it doesn't necessarily have to be one of those two. It could be Uh adding another traitor. Um, another um, thing I just want to throw out there too is that I think it's a really big missed opportunity given the amount of heat that's already been on Dan for Parvati and Phaedra to not look at each other and say, let's cut the dead weight. Agreed. A hundred percent agree on it's, that. I think it is almost like a survivor goat though of if you can bring Dan close enough to the end mm. and then it's very similar to what Sari did of be like, I With think Ari. we got him. Yeah. yeah, we got them all. Look, Dan's clearly been the traitor the whole time. We got him out. Hooray for us. Here we go. That happening, you know what, that happening last season, I wonder, like, how do you handle getting to the final, getting to the final with one other traitor? Like, yeah. how do you handle it? Knowing, like, this is a really big potential that this person could try to throw me under the bus. Well, and that's, oh, I God. think Parvati and Phaedra are playing for the solo game. I think Dan is too. I just don't think he knows what he's doing necessarily. I think Pedro, Fe- Pedra, I think Phaedra and Parvati are <laughs> Pedra. Oh my God. It's the new couple. We didn't know we needed Pedra. Um, <laughs> I, I do think they're playing the solo game and they're playing for that 250,000 as where I think last season, Sari was the only one doing that. The other two were thinking of it's thinking traitors faithful, not it's a single person game. It'll be interesting. It's going to make for a very interesting rest of the season. I wish that we were getting three episodes at a time. (laughs) I know. Me too. I just want more. I want more. Uh, Well, it seems like we've exhausted everything we could talk about this episode. Uh, We are very excited for these next few episodes. So uh, keep on listening to wherever you listen to your podcasts. So we're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And uh, we'll see you next time. Say goodbye, everyone. Wait, don't you want to mention that we're on YouTube and TikTok now? Uh, And it has been brought to my attention that we are now on YouTube and TikTok. So we're putting some of our uh, moments from our favorite moments from the Zoom onto our social media platforms as well. So we're growing. We're trying to, you know, get out there and uh, we'll see what becomes of that. So give us a like and a follow over there as well. We're in the fresh stages, so we'll probably interact with you as well. So it's always fun. <laughs> well, Great goodbye, <job>. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. Bye.